Ruchim Haboim B'Shem Hashem. Welcome to Siyum, the conclusion of the seventh book of the Rambam, Sefer Zroim, and we're journeying forth into the eighth book of the Rambam, Sefer Avoida. Of course, the journey from seven to eight is a momentous one. Moving from the world of seven, we just finished Shemitah, the seventh year, the world Teva, to Hilchas Beis Abchira, to the world of eight, to that which transcends and is beyond Teva. And we want to thank all the Askanim that are behind the Rambam that today for bringing tremendous chizuk to Limud Rambam this year. So welcome one, welcome all. I'd like to open today by quoting some words from the Rebbe. In 1989 at the Siyam, he said, before we begin, we'd like to invite another party to join our Siyam, and that is HaKadosh Baruch Hu Israel. God, God to help us out. And this happens by each of us joining together. And with Hashem's participation in today's Siyam, to have Hashem's guidance as we study, and Hashem's blessing, this includes our learning of Torah to be calm, peaceful, tranquil, that we have all that we need in Gezumt and in Parnasa, materially and spiritually, since we have the Baruch of Hashem helping us. So therefore, we're able to use all and use all our energy and devote our mind and our heart to be able to learn this next book with greater Yigiyah, and to really understand the laws of the Beis Hamikdash and how it functions. So therefore, as the Rebbe would say, even those who did not study Rambam, join the bandwagon, you participate in this Siyam as well. Welcome one, welcome all. And today to be Messiah, to conclude the seventh book of the Rambam, we have with us a very special guest, a scholar and author. And Rabbi Kalgar, I wanna begin by expressing my personal thank you to you. I now deliver a shir on Chabad.org, the Daily Rambam, and I don't think I'd be able to do it without you. And I say this especially after completing Sefer Zroim, the names of the plants, the herbs, the fruits, the vegetables, the methods of gardening. I think I speak on behalf of the entire English-speaking world who learns Rambam to express a heartfelt thank you for providing us with an incredible resource, whether you studied in the Chayenu, whether it's on Chabad.org. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So let's begin. This uh, work of yours, I understand that it took you 20 years to uh, create this work. So if I can ask you, Rabbi Tauger, who is Rabbi Eli Tauger? How did this begin? Who is Maoznaim? How did this project begin? And uh, if you can begin and give us a little background to the incredible work of the Rambam. The project really began actually in 770. When the Rebbe came out for the call that everyone in the whole world to study Rambam on a regular basis, it was evident to me that this had to get done and it had to get done in English because just as the Rambam himself wrote most of his works in Arabic, because he wanted them to be accessible to the Jewish people of that time, the Mishnah Torah, which he wrote in Hebrew to be a universal text, a text of study for all time, should also be translated in a manner that every Jew could read it. And today, most of the Jews in the world are understanding English. This is their mama Russian. And therefore it was clear that this had to be an English text. And how did Muslim, who's 
Nayan, who's Rabbi Tauger? How does this come together? Rabbi Tauger, we'll leave that for, let's talk about the Rambam, we'll talk about Rabbi Tauger later. The Rambam <laughs> and Maznayim met after Chanoch Lagshal, the uh, original publisher of Maznayim, and a beautiful Yid from Meyashorim, first who loves for him. He really liked, when he had a safer in his hand, it was ah, like a person was holding a treasured jewel. So Rav Chanoch had originally the idea to translate the Mamoes, as which was put out in Ladino. He put it out in Western Kodesh, again, to make it accessible. Mamoes being the, an anthology of commentaries on the Chumash. And after the primary translator that Ravaria Kaplan passed away, I took over the translation and actually completed it. The first work of Mamleiz I did was was Eicha. And Yid said, Ellie, we can't stay just with Korban. So first of all, even in Eicha Mamleiz, we included a chapter on how destruction is just a preliminary state to state leading to Mashiach. But beyond that, he still wasn't happy. He says, Ellie, we got to do something more. Look, Chanoch. We just finished Eicha. In the same three weeks, Lubavitchers are learning Hilchus Beis Bechira, the laws of building the Beis Mikdash, the actually the halachas which we're starting right now in the Seder Rambam. So, in three weeks, in these three weeks, this is going to be a hot item. The Rebbe wants every Jew to learn that. So he said, "Go for it." And we worked hard because it was a, rush, a little bit of a rush translation because we had to make sure it was out for the three weeks. Books, Baruch Hashem, they got there on time. 2,000 books sold in, in three weeks. Wow. He was overjoyed. He was overjoyed. But, but what was interesting, his question was not, what are we going to do? Is the Rebbe going to be happy? It was, when I said, Rebbe? Was going to be, he was going to be overjoyed, and he was. Later, Hanoch actually brought the book to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe gave him such a smile and such thanks. And the same thing afterwards, after we finished that, I says, he says, what do we do now? Says, we got to do the whole Rambam. This is a huge project. Yes, it is. Then he thought, Tell me, Ellie, is it ever really going to be happy? Does he want it? He oh, don't know how happy this is going to make the Rebbe. And again, he got brachas from the Rebbe year after year. We, there's videos of him bringing this, a sefer to the Rebbe, the Rebbe smiling back and giving him, him just tremendous blessings. So that's how, my, that's how the project came about. And brachas wow. And it took you uh, 20 years, 20 years to complete the entire Rambam. You started with Hilchas Beis Abchira. You went through that. And, and uh, so, so here it's you- actually, It's an interesting personal note. Go ahead. The first volume of Hilchas Beis Abchira was published when my daughter, Chedva, was born. And the last volume, as we finished the completion of the set, was published when her son, her oldest son, Levi, was born. 
those 20, those two 20 years, which, which took, which the project took. <laughs> Beautiful. Now I, I understand that there was a translation provided by Yale University before. Um, is that something which, which, which is something we should look at, or is that something which should be used? Look, no one likes to speak about the competition. <laughs> However, that is A, Old English. B, was written by non-Jews scholastically. It was not with, with an intent of halacha. And there's no commentary or very, or very little commentary. Okay, so-, so The, the, the whole ahead. point of Rambam, and I wanna, I wanna emphasize this because it's fundamentally important, is that the Rebbe highlighted and revolutionized the way people look at Rambam. Before the Rebbe started, the Rambam was a text for Rosh Yeshivas. The Rosh Yeshiva was learning the Gemara. He'd look into it, he had a pshat. And then you say, hmm, let me see what other Mephorshim say. And of course, let me see what the Rambam says. And oh, I've got to fit my pshat with the way the Rambam learns this Gemara. And he'd work back and forth. But nobody studied the Rambam as Rambam. That wasn't Rambam's intent. Rambam writes as the, the introduction to the Mishnah Torah. He writes, he says like this, why is I'm calling this Mishnah Torah, the second to the Torah? Because I want this book to be the second book a, a youth learns. First to learn the Torah Shebikhtav, the written Torah. And then from the written Torah, he will, know, he will go to my Sefer, the, the Mishnah Torah, which, which is a collection of the entire oral law, every law which the Gemara brought out, out with the pilpul back and forth, and you'll net, you, it's very hard to find shot what is halacha from the Gemara, and the Gemara doesn't go in subject sequence. Every law that you want to find out in order, in structure, will be found in my book, Mishnah Torah. So you should learn this book. This is what he writes. This writes straight from the beginning to the end, so that when, a per when you've done that, you have learned Koha Torah Kula, you have learned the entire oral law. Until the Rebbe, Rebbe, until the Rebbe did the, started the Rambam campaign, nobody except the Taimanim, the Yemenites, ever learned Rambam in that fashion. In, in Yemen, in Taiman, they, they don't really follow the Shukhan Orach per se, they follow the Rambam with the Magad Mishnah. They were isolated from the Jewish community at large, and their Shukhan Orach was Rambam. And, and so they learned Rambam as Rambam intended from cover to cover. This is Halachul Amaisa. But no, and of course, we as Ashkenazim can't follow Rambam only only as halacha l'maisa. So therefore, our study has also got to include other approaches. And that was the point of the notes. Right, so I understand what you're saying. Basically, the is the, 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 the one who actually the first time told us to learn Rambam the way that Rambam wanted us to learn Rambam. Again, with the, ex the exception of the way it was done in Taman. But yeah, that, that, was, that, that was the whole idea. So, so you mentioned the notes. I, if I can pick up on that, so so we, 
the notes and, and your notes are extensive and really insightful. And obviously part of the notes are to, are to point out where it is that we don't follow the Rambam in our practical life. But you also, especially in this book, there are really different versions of the Rambam, different translations of the Rambam. Can you take us a little bit through, I know there's uh, Rabbi Kapach, Ibn Tibun, and, and you have, especially when it comes to this book of Zroim, can you take us a little bit through the process of how you brought us the translation that you have and how the translations have evolved over the years? Okay. Zroim is actually a case in point. It's a beautiful example of how classic scholarship and modern communications made possible was this study. As I said before, in Taman, in Yemen, they, they studied Rambam as this is Shulchan Aruch. Rav Kapach, who is a Yemenite scholar who emigrated to Israel early, took with him old manuscripts of Rambam, the most authentic, some of the most authentic manuscripts that we have. And he also had manuscripts of the Rambam's commentary to the Mishnah. Now it's fundamental to understand that Rambam rarely changed his mind. If he did, he amended his commentary to the Mishnah. He wrote the commentary to the Mishnah at a relatively young age in, the tw in his twenties. And the Mishnah Torah was a later work, but the Mishnah Torah was to a large extent following the initial scholarship he had, he had already performed in writing the commentary to the Mishnah. Of Kappa, again, the commentary to the Mishnah was written in Arabic because he wanted to communicate to the general populace of his age. Rav Kapach translated it anew. The traditional commentary of the parish Mishnayas of his commentary to the Mishnah was, was done by Ibn Tibbin. Ibn Tibbin was not a great writer and Arabic was a second language for him. It wasn't his native tongue. Rav Kapach who Arabic was his native tongue, had been learning the Rambam's Arabic for years. years even though the classic Arabic, which the Rambam wrote, is different from contemporary Arabic, but, but Kapach was in touch with that from, from a childhood age, because this is his parents' his tradition. So he redid the commentary to the Mishnah. And he also was a scholar. So going back to Sefer Zerayim, he translated the Arab terms, which the Arabic terms which Rambam wrote in Parish Mishnayas, into modern scientific botanical, botanical terms. And that was a tremendous uh, innovation because we don't know what a lot of these plants are. The, the name which we use is for a plant today in Hebrew is not necessarily the name that they meant in the time of the Mishnah and what the Rambam meant in his parish Mishnayis. So Rav Kapach writes the typical botanical term. Well, that's great for a botanist, but I'm not a botanist and neither are most of us. So <laughs> I mean the Sicilian beans what, what, what and the Egyptian, then? the Egyptian uh, uh, seeds, 
and the uh, wild onions and the luf and all the wonderful things, the gris and the pool hamitzri, yeah. your, 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 yeah. not your forte? In these terms, a kapak would give us the modern scientific term. And I'd say, great. And then I'd ask Rabbi Google. Rabbi Google was, is, of course, a tremendous source of information. And he gave me the different plants, plants today, which I used. And then I have to research those plants, which of them, because he gives various varieties, which of them grow in, in Eretz Yisrael or in the neighboring lands. And that's how I was able to define, define all the different terms which the Rambam uses. It was an interesting process. Wow. Thank you, thank you. I, I'm going to have to interrupt you for a second. We're running short on time, but if I can just conclude quickly, have you personally received any encouragement or any um, uh, or feedback from the Rebbe directly on your translation? And we're really short on time here, but just would love to end with that. First of all, I got I got a direct answer on a letter. The merit of the Rambam is without measure. Wow. It's impossible to explain it. And then once for kosher bracha, we would give out uh, from his wine at the end of every yontif for Brangen. And at, other, at Simple Story, he'd also give out bottles of mashka. One Simple Story, Simple Story I, I, I came up there. Rabbi Broner says, this is Tauger from the Rambam. Another gives me a huge smile, turns around, gives a bottle of mashka, says, this bottle of mashka, this is for the Rambam. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, thank you. We actually have one question, if you can just answer it very, very briefly. Has there ever been a synchronized machzor, an actual study organized of the Rambam before the Rebbe introduced this in Jewish history, to your knowledge? A worldwide campaign, as the Rebbe introduced, I don't think ever existed before. Today, okay. we have literally thousands and hundreds of thousands, probably, of Jews we're learning Rambam in one of the three tracks. And that never existed before. Thank you very, very, very much, Rabbi Tauger. Thank you again on behalf of everybody and much success in your uh, future endeavors as you're translating the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch and all Lakuta Sichas. Uh, it's really uh, difficult to understand and to imagine how you fit all this in and how you do this. Yashakayach, God should bless you with long, healthy, happy years with Nachas and Gesundheit Parnassa to be able to continue providing the world with so much English Torah. And now we'd like to please, ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment. We're going to do the Siyum. We're going to conclude the seventh book of the Rambam, arguably one of the most well often quoted parts of the Rambam on the Rebbe's top 10 list for sure. Please, Rabbi Tauger, I think we're gonna put the text up on the screen, I believe now. Please, as we celebrate the conclusion of book number seven, the halfway point of the Rambam. Text going up on the screen, or are you going to read? Um, anybody? Hold up. Okay. We're having the text. It's not. Do we have the moderator putting up the text of the Rambam here? Or Rabbi Tagu, do you have the text in front of you? Um, let me get it. Okay. Moderator, are you here? Okay. Okay, as you, this is this is one of the classic texts that I would always refer to. We're a little short on time, Rabbi Tauger, so we have to do, do this a little quickly here. I have to open the text also. So, 
Okay. You don't know it by heart? No Shevet Levi Bulvad. Not only Shevet Levi, who God provided everything for, for but every man from the inhabitants of the earth, which by the way, also to a certain extent can apply non-Jews. Ashenod Baruchu also, whose spirit motivated him, and caused him to understand with his knowledge, Hashem, to be separate and stand before God, Lashorso, to serve him, Abdo, and to provide provide service for him, the Deus Hashem, to know God, Yoshar, and he he proceeded in a direct path, Kamosh Kim, as God laid out that path for him. And he removed from his neck the yoke of accounts, of the multiple accounting reckoning in which, which people have. Which people at large seek. He was sanctified. He is sanctified, holy of holies. That would often bring that. What is such holy of holies? Holy of holies is is where where the Oran Kodesh is. Is is where Hashem is. Where you just have on Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol goes in. Just him and Hashem in the world. Every Jew who who puts his heart into living like Hashem wants. Has that aspect of Kodesh Kedoshim? Hashem will be His portion and His inheritance forever, for all time. Hashem will provide for him in whatever is necessary for him. As Hashem has granted the Kohanim and the Levites. And Hashem says, David HaMelech says, Hashem Monaskalki Vikosi, God is my portion, my lap, and my, my cup of salvation. You will support my lap. In other words, he says, Hashem is Hashem. Hashem says, I will take care of you. Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. Thank you very, very much, Rabbi Tauger. We go right from the end, without stop, right to the beginning. We move to the beginning of the next book. And as the Rebbe would say, we don't just talk about it, that when we finish learning a Gemara, we say, just like I merited to finish one, may God, may I, may God give me the strength to learn another. No, 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 no. The Ramam is a book of halacha. You got to do it. Not only will God give us the strength to start number eight, we're actually going to start number eight. And it is now our pleasure, our honor to have with us to start Sefer Ahoyda, a dear colleague, a friend, a Talmud Chacham, a Torah scholar, someone who has written books on the Rambam, book and books soon become a Meira Hara, someone who answers halachic inquiries from around the world. He is a guide and mentor to so many, to shluchim, to rabbis, to community members around the world. Rabbi Mendi Pohn, the Shliach Rebbe in Sacramento, the capital of California, and we are going to honor Rabbi Kohn now with opening the eighth book of the Rambam. Rabbi Kohn. L'chaim, l'chaim. L'chaim, mazel tov. Mazel tov.
So the Rambam begins Hilchus Beis Abchira Mitzvus Eser Lasis Bayis LaHashem. It's a mitzvah to make a house for God. Muchanli is be makrivim akarbonis, a place where you could bring sacrifices. It's interesting that Rebbe notes that the Rambam learns that all the mitzvahs, all the parts of the Beis Hamikdash, are one mitzvah. Because the Rambam learns that the main part of the mitzvah is to bring the korbanis. However, other Rishenim learn that Ramban and the Ravid learns that there's a bunch of mitzvahs. There's a mitzvah to make an Odin because they learn that the main mitzvah is to make Hashroas Hashchina because bringing, has God, bringing God down to this world. But the Rambam says the main thing in the mitzvah is Aveda Sa'odom. To bring korbanis, that's why it's all one mitzvah. That explains a great length. The heging in a love shalish pomim bashona. You go there three times a year. Shenev osuli migdosh. That you should make for me a temple. Fadis fadis b'teira mishkan shasam meishir abenu. B'teira tells us the mishkan meishir beit v'hoyol ufishah. It was only for only for four years they were traveling in the desert. Shenev kilei vosem adotam. That the real base Hamikdash is in Yerushalayim, but nevertheless, is a, a, a mitzvah to build a base Hamikdash wherever we are. That the Rebbe says that we learn from here that we shouldn't say, "I'm traveling." Wherever you are, you make a base Hamikdash, and wherever you are, you bring the Shechina Lamato. That's why he brings the details of the time being Bote Mikdashes. Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov, Rabbi Kohn. Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. Rabbi Kohn, you are well known uh, as a man who has spent countless hours and years studying the Rambam. Uh, before I was married, I would read your published articles in scholarly journals in Haaretz of Yurim. And uh, you have a very unique approach. I know you've published one book and you soon have forthcoming another book, which God willing will come I, uh, together with the marriage of your first child, your daughter. I'm not sure what you're more excited about the publishing of your book or the marriage of your daughter being such a man of Torah, the two are, are on par of equal joys in your life. But could you give us a little bit of a background to how you started this journey with the Rambam? And you have a very unique approach uh, that you've taken in your books that I think are, are really something we can all learn from. So please give us, some, give us a little bit here. So I, I have a story that I share with many shulchim in an important story. I'm not taking time to go into all the details, but the story is that the beginning of the shluch, you get very busy. You're, you're breaking barriers, and sometimes there would be days. I I think we're losing the connection, Rabbi Kohn. A second here. I think we've lost your connection over here. I don't know what he was going to say, or I would continue for you. Uh, uh, um, but uh, we're hopefully going to have Rabbi Kohn back on the line momentarily. Uh, he's uh, not at home right now. He's uh, traveling, uh, actually, as preparing for the wedding of his daughter. But uh, as we get Rabbi Kohn back on the line, Rabbi Kohn's books uh, hone in on a very unique, uh, on, on an interesting idea, and that is that there's literally one footnote, one footnote in one sicha of the Rebbe, and Rabbi Kohn read this one footnote where the Rebbe explains how the Rambam views life and how the Ravid views life. And he said, well, if that's how they view life, 
then that has to be expressed in every part, every time the Ram and the Raivin have a discussion. So when Rabbi Kohn comes back, he's going to tell us about how he's gone through much and arrive and continues to go through. And any time that there's an argument or a discussion between the two, what he does is he says, aha, we can use the Rebbe's approach to find out what it is and how that line of reasoning actually underlies their, uh, th their logic and their approach and their discussion. And I really hope we get Rabbi Kohn back over here. But what I suggest here. is that we do the trivia game first. And hopefully by that time, Rabbi, oh, he's back. Rabbi Kohn, you're back. I think I'm back. Oh, welcome back. So I was in the middle of talking about introducing your Rambam and the Ravid, but please tell us, they were, go, continue. No, no, so again, you said it, you said it beautifully, <laughs> that the Sikha, the Rebbe, it's a chute Sikha, Snitzovim Chelek Lamedalet, and the Rebbe makes, builds their five machlekes of the Rambam and the Ravid, explaining the, the approach, the Rambam's approach to life, and derive the approach to life. It also fits very well with the lifestyle. The Rambam was a doctor. The Rambam was a scientist, a philosopher. The Rambam studied and learned Torah day and night. He had a yeshiva. And it says three times in the Rambam in his Asogis, Ruach HaKodesh HaIfiyah Tomid Bebeis Midrashenu. The Holy Spirit of Hashem was in our base Medrash. He was a great, great Kabbalist. He wrote Pirushim and the Sefer Yitzira. And he was separated from the world, but connected very deeply with Hashem. And you find it also, it's, so you, you, see, you see this in their so life. So what I hear you saying is that the Rambam approaches Judaism through the world, and the Ram, and the Ravid approaches Judaism through God. Yes. Through so give, an example. give us one example. Give, give us an example of, of the hundreds and hundreds that you have explored. Give us one example that I think we can appreciate. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give an explanation what the Rebbe says, but that's full in the sikhs, but just one explanation. How I learned from here that every every machlekes, once you take apart the machlekes and you get to the DNA of it, you see this different approach. And let me give you just one example. The Allah of Tfilm. We know there's the Rambam Tfilm. The Rambam Paskins like Rashi in the Seder of the Parshias. And then there's the Ravid Seder of the Tfilm that's totally opposite. And I learned the Machlekes again and again, and I was thinking, what could be the connection? And after looking, I saw a Rishima of the Rebbe. The Rebbe explains that the Rambam says you go the Seder, Mimin Hakoide, from a person standing opposite from you, and he's counting. And he's counting the Seder of the Parshish. Whereas the Ravid goes, Mimina Maniach, which is that the person putting on the film, he counts it. And the Rebbe explains there that, a, that if you reckon with Welt, Welt is a Metzius, then you go, Mimin Hakoide, from the way a person standing opposite you is counting the Parshish of film. But when you go, Mimina Maniach, there's no velt, and you actually see also that only people with a goof noki biyesen and separated from the world and very holy, only they put on an ivet film. So it's fascinating, as at first you don't see it, then you look in the Rebbe Sikhist or in the Rogachover, you always find this common denominator 
because the, the Rogat Shavu looked at the whole Teda, as the Rebbe always said, Miksha Achas. That it, uh-huh. they, they're all connected, all different things, even though they look totally different. If you go to the core, to the soul of it, there is a connection. So Rabbi Kohl, let me ask you a more personal question. There might be some younger people on. When did you start writing? When did you start your, uh, your, your career of writing uh, artists and original, and original thoughts in Torah? I'll share with you two stories. And with this, I'll finish. I was at Bocher and Morristown, learning there at a wonderful time. And I was learning there with Rabbi Shalom Shvalter. And we were learning the Gemara. And we had a question, I had a question, we had a question on what, what, something that ever said in the Sikha. So I wrote down the question. And the Rebbe didn't say anything about the question. I'm not going to go into the details of the question. The following uh, the week, Rabbi Shalom Shpata tells me, you know what? I know the Rebbe likes when you write it in a long way. Don't just write, uh, the Gemara says like this, what's, go through it, take it apart. So we took it apart. I remember he wrote it together with me. It's a young boy, 15, 16 years old. And the Rebbe came the next week and says, they wrote a question with a long anichis. <laughs> and, and the Rebbe gave a, a beautiful answer. So this was the beginning of my, uh, the beginning of starting to write. I also had a very special period in my life where I... Uh, was working with Rabbi Simon Jacobson, recording, recording the, the Rebbe Sichas for a Teichen to send out to the world. Those were from the best three months of my life. I should have continued longer. The only regret. So I remember working with Rabbi Jacobson, Rabbi Simon Jacobson. And I remember him telling me, you have a good pen. You better continue writing. So this was a, a very inspirational, two little stories, how mentors have an effect on people. I just want to finish to say um, from this project in the Rambam that's giving a koch in the Rambam and everyone could see in their life when they learn Rambam, they get tremendous broches and whatever they need. Wow, thank you. Thank you, Rabbi Kohn. When's the next book coming out? Hopefully very soon. Very soon. Okay. Rabbis have the problem if they talk for a long time. I don't think anybody has a problem if they write for a long time. It's the talking for a long time that people don't like when we do. <laughs> <clears throat> Rabbi Kohn, thank you, thank you. May God give you the strength to be able to produce many, many more works of the Rambam. And we should, God willing, merit to meet the Rambam and the Ravid. They're going to have a good time when they meet you. They're going to say thank you for explaining what we're all about. God willing, with the coming of Mashiach, only simchas in your family and simchas for us all. Again, I do want to thank all those who work on, on the Rambam.today. And uh, there is a special app that is uh, produced by the Chayenu. The Chayenu app has an app for three, learning three chapters of Rambam in the English and the Hebrew. Um, there are so many resources now available on Chabad.org. Rabbi Yossi Lipsker has created such a, a tremendous resources. He stayed up all night last night putting together the Rebbe's thoughts on this final chapter, these final chapters of Zerayim in the beginning of Avodah. And we're going to conclude with a little trivia game some things related to Rambam and a little bit related to uh, some of the Rebbe's ideas on the Rambam. And uh, please, if we can pull up the trivia again, thank you again, Rabbis Cantor, Elaine, Darren, Zachlis, and all the others who I am missing. You really enable, and we look forward to seeing everybody when we conclude, God willing, this eighth book. It's a big one. 
So stick with us as we go through it. It's really an incredible book. It'll prepare us for Mashiach because we'll know how, to, how, the, how the temple functions when Mashiach comes as we conclude. God bless you. The well, next scene will be together with the Rebbe and the Rambam in Jerusalem. Ashakayach and have a wonderful Shabbos and a prelach in your Kislev, a good young kid.